We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Tuesday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Quick reminder that the Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. So if you get a chance to rate, review, subscribe, go ahead and do so and share with your friends. Benny, welcome to the second edition of our Tuesday show. Yeah, we had a little bit of a uh, little bit of recording trouble with the first time we tried to do this. So um, the good news is we already know what we want to say, so it should go pretty quick. Yeah, uh, exactly. So just to give you a quick overview of what's happening, there's so many games on this slate. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. Uh, so we're going to try to handle this four-game slate as best we can for Tuesday. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, there just a quick wrap-up with what's going on here. Milwaukee is at Miami, Minnesota at New Orleans, Indiana at Phoenix, and OKC versus Denver. So there's some actually some um, pretty good fantasy goodness here, some high-paced games, and some players to definitely target. So we'll um, do our best to give you our options. We're not going to, you know... Um, you know, uh, mess around here and sort of try to drag it all out and talk about guys who are potential sketchy options here. What we'll do is we'll get through our top plays. There won't be a ton of them because the shade is the, the slate is short. And then uh, what Benny will do at the end of the show is sort of give you his big brother advice uh, in terms of cash game uh, selection. So we'll talk about how if I'm Benny's little brother 
and uh, he, I have 50 bucks to start with my, you know, my brand spanking new. I just turned 21, and I want to play some DFS. And Big Brother Benny's going to say, "Hey, this is what you should do with this bankroll." Um, Benny will give you the tips uh, in terms of how you should manage that, so you can uh, start uh, getting on your way, building your bankroll, and be successful. So let's go ahead and get into the plays here for today, Benny. Let's go ahead and start at uh, the point guard position and talk about your top options here. Yeah, on on a short slate like this with only four games, I think it's very important to... I I tend to find myself going stars and scrubs a lot more because I think it's very important to have those guys that can just go absolutely, you know, bananas and get you like 50 or 60 fantasy points. And at the point guard spot, the one guy who stands out as one of those guys with that kind of upside is uh, Russell Westbrook. Now, we don't have the spread on this game yet. We don't know uh, what the total... Well, we know the total is going to be high, but we don't have the spread, which I'm guessing is going to be pretty high, too. But what we do know is that Denver's pretty bad at guarding the point guard spot. We know that Denver plays pretty paced up. We know Oklahoma City likes to play at the fast pace as well. So if you're going to have a high-scoring, fast-paced game against a team that struggles to defend the point guard spot, you know I think Russell Westbrook is somebody that you got to consider. Now, I know that some people may be a little turned off whenever the spread does come out. But remember, this is a guy that just put up a triple-double in basically three-quarters of action in his last game. It's not the first or only time we've seen him do that, too. So, you know, obviously you like to get full run out of him. You hope that this game stays close enough where he does get his rotations in the fourth quarter. But even if it doesn't, I still think there's a good chance that he puts up 50-plus fantasy points in this one. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is lock chalk for me. You're going to see a ton of exposure overall, but I don't think you can not play him. Uh, what you can do is think about what you want to do at your second guard spot, and I think a case can be made for Brandon Knight, who um, has been a little bit disappointing overall in terms of we thought that we were going to sort of see him sort of try to shoulder the load, and he did there for a stretch, but that struggled a little bit. Um, Boston defense is, is pretty solid overall. Missed the game against Indiana, but now Indiana is back on the slate uh, there, and, and Phoenix is at home, and we have a uh, injury issue here, or, or uh, I guess a personal issue, let's call it, with George Hill, so we don't know if he's going to make the Tuesday slate. And then behind him, him, we have Rodney Stuckey, so this might be a situation where we get, uh, what do you think, Monte Ellis defense here, Benny? Yeah, that's probably the way, um, that's the way it worked out last game. You had Stuckey out, and then you had Hill with, you know, it really just says personal issues. I don't know if, you know, somebody in the family died or something like that happened. So, you know, we never know. He could be somebody who just winds up showing up and, you know, and, and being back in the, the rotation. But for now, if it looks like it's going to be Monta Ellis, you know, Monta Ellis defense is definitely something we want to pick on. So I would think Brandon Knight would be the, the clear cut number two for me behind Russell Westbrook or the number one if, you know, you're spending up elsewhere and you can't afford to, you know, pay all the way up for Westbrook. I think that Brandon Knight would probably be the swerve. Although I got to be honest, I, I just I think to me, I start my lineups with Westbrook and then build it out from there. All right, fair enough. Yeah, you look all the way down there in terms of value. Um, I actually think you can probably make a case for Michael Carter-Williams against Miami, particularly if um, the, uh, the undersized Tyler Johnson is going to be guarding him. Probably would have been the same even if uh, Beno Udra was guarding him there. But, you know, the, the game logs have been a little bit uneven for uh, MCW at best. So, you know, if he has a, a, a 3.6 and, and a 6.2 that he would turn against Atlanta, which is kind of weird because that was a much tougher defensive matchup than Kemba Walker. Then struggles against Washington and the Knicks. And then, uh, you know, three games before that goes for 7.7 7 and 6.9. So that's GPP only to me because he's so inconsistent. But when, when we're talking about, you know, like a third string point guard, Tyler Johnson really isn't actually a point guard. He's a he's a, a two in a one's body. 
but you you have somebody sort of playing out of position that doesn't normally guard that spot, that could be a, a good situation for MCW. So I'm going to really limit to that. I'm going to take your advice, and we're going to move on to the shooting guard position. Let's talk about your top options here. Yeah, there's um, you know the the first thing I wanted to mention is that it looks like Tyreek Evans is going to be out. Um, he's got tendonitis in the knee. They have him listed as questionable. You know, they actually have downgraded him already, so I think that he's probably going to be out. So there's a couple guys I want to look at. Um, all pretty much in that mid-range, to be honest with you. First guy is going to be Monta Ellis, who we discussed. Um, if you have George Hill out, if you have Rodney Stuckey out, Ellis is going to be seeing a ton of minutes. He's going to be playing a little bit of point guard. Uh, had a big game last time out, you know, scoring-wise, getting some assists, also playing a few extra minutes. So I think he's a solid option you can look at. Um, other injury news that's going to open stuff up for us. Like I said, Tyreek Evans is out. Uh, when Tyreek Evans is out, Eric Gordon has put up some pretty big games. So I think um, without Tyreek, you're going to see some more shots, you know, some more uh, minutes played, some more usage overall for uh, Eric Gordon. The last game Tyreek missed was against Sacramento. Um, again, a high-paced team, a team that guys tend to over, you know, overperform against, but. When Tyreek went down in that game, we saw 50 fantasy points out of Eric Gordon. So he's definitely somebody with upside. And then the third guy that I'm looking at, um, again, another guy who's kind of cheap that you can save some salary on is going to be Tyler Johnson. If Bino Udra's out and if, uh, you know, Dragic is out, Tyler Johnson started the last game at the point guard spot for them. Still kind of cheap. Definitely has, you know, the ability to score some points, pick up some assists. You know, he, he gets a couple rebounds for you, some defensive stats, kind of scores across the board. He's a guy that was even starting to become a viable option before um, all these injuries came out because he was getting a lot more playing time than he had been. So with him as the starting point guard, if, you know, Bino and, uh, you know, Dragic are out, I definitely think he's he's viable too. And then um, the guy who I'm kind of on the fence about here is Gary Harris. He's definitely not somebody that I have been rolling out there, but... Again, we talked about it. You look at his game log, 30, 35, 39, 37, 37 minutes, 20, 23, 29. He had a bad game against Miami, which is, you know, a good defensive slow-paced team, and then 27 against Indiana. So he's actually been returning some some pretty good value as well. So of those guys, I think if I can afford to spend up on Monta, I will. If I have to go cheap, I think Tyler Johnson's my favorite play. Um, but I also think Gordon and Harris are interesting. So those are the four guys I'm kind of looking at. Yeah, you know what? I think those are uh, those are actually pretty solid plays. A guy that I overlooked in the first show, and now they're re-recording the second show that I sort of dug up here a little bit. Uh, forgotten man here, Dion Waiters here, Benny. Thirty-eight hundred is the price tag. Uh, six point five, six point eight, seven point two, and six point one is the price tag payoff there in the past four games. So that's uh, it's pretty juicy for GPPs. And we know that the fact that this is going to be a high total in this game, so he should get a significant run. And there's a, he actually might get the added benefit of the blowout. So if they, um, you know, if Russell Westbrook for instance, uh, seeds way to to the backups like DJ Augustin and Dion Waiters. You could see Dion Waiters go full gun mode, uh, which you would definitely love because he needs to do the majority of his damage in the scoring department, which he has 18, 20, and 18 points in his last three contests. And he's a super cheap value. And so that's a way for you to roll some of your studs. If you're trying to play KD and Russell Westbrook together or use um, a couple other big options in your lineup, you should definitely be keeping tabs on Dion Waiters um, at Denver in this matchup. I, I, I think this is actually uh, one of the guys that I do want to gamble on here for Tuesday. Yeah. I just have one thing to say here. Uh-huh. All right. You said if he goes full gunner, 
When has Dion Waiters <laughs> ever not gotten full gunner when he's been in a game? That's pretty much what he does. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. But I will say this. Usually he's limited to like 15 minutes-ish of gunning, but he might get like 20 to 23. Yes, um, he will He will be at the shooting range for a little bit longer, more likely, <laughs> if this game turns into a blowout. So I could see that. So, again, if you like somebody who, who you know is, wants to set a record for shots per minute, Mm-hmm. Dion Waiters could be your man. There you go. Uh, get the Uzi in your lineup there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, like you said, it, it actually is a good case to be made for him for fantasy because he's cheap, which we like to see. Right. You know he is a gunner. I mean, he's going to get up. If he plays 25 minutes, he's going to get up 15 to 20 shots. Like You can, you can set that in stone because it's kind of what he does. And, again, this is a game where if they do kind of get into a little bit of a blowout, you know, you're going to get extra minutes out of him. So those extra minutes with a guy who, you know, whether the team wants him to be high usage or not, that's just his game. He's high usage, takes a lot of shots, you know, is definitely a ball stopper. But for fantasy, that's not really a bad thing. I mean, if you're going to get a guy who's going to hoist up 20 shots at 3,800, there's a good chance he's going to pay off value for it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what that's what you're looking for. You want that you want the guy to to go heave ho on you, yeah. especially when he's, um, you know, playing limited minutes there. But the, the minutes actually have been pretty strong. Thirty one, twenty four, twenty eight, and twenty eight in the past four contests, mm-hmm. and that's why you got that price tag payoff that I just mentioned. So yeah. get get you some neon Dion. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, what else do they really have? I mean, they've been rolling Andre Roberson, and part of the reason why Roberson was somebody who they thought they, they could put in that spot was because Roberson was known as a pretty good defensive player, but his defense has been horrendous this year. So if you're going to have a guy, you know, I mean, Deion Waiters has pretty horrendous defense too, but at least he can score. So if you're going to have somebody give up 20, you might as well have somebody on this on the other side who might even be able to get to 20 and at least make it a, you know, make it a wash. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. All right, before we move on to the small forward position, we want to let you know uh, that we are still here offering the 10-day free trial for rotowire.com slash pod. So um, a lot of great information that, that's available for you uh, on the DFS side here that you can get a 10-day free trial on. We've got a value report, our lineup optimizers for eight different sites, including FanDuel, DraftKings, Fantasy Aces, Fantasy Draft, uh, and more. Uh, we've got DVP, Defense versus Position, Daily Lineups, Projections, and yesterday's Optimal Lineup. You want to do a little um, cross-checking, some teacher, um, uh, like a uh, Teachers, what do you call that when you have like the key to all the answers there? Uh, I forget. You're you're in with the high school kids. What is it called? Is, isn't it the answer key? I think that's there you what go. It's the called. answer. Yeah. Key. yeah, you want yeah. the answer key to the uh, yesterday's lineup. We have yesterday's yesterday's optimal lineup posted for each and every site. You can do a little cross checking uh, that way. And uh, we have optimizers for every major sport. All the all the four major sports, including uh, college football and soccer, there as well, uh, with up to the minute depth charts and the latest news there as well. So uh, 10-day free trial. Take advantage. Rotowire.com. Tell them that Benny and Josh sent you, and uh, we'll be... Sh- uh, We'll be pretty sure that you'll enjoy it. It is a 10-day free trial, so how can you not like a 10-day free trial? Cost you nothing. All right, small forward. Up next, let's go ahead and talk about what you got here at the swing position. Yeah, like I said, these um, you know, these slates kind of lend themselves to more of a stars and scrubs approach in my eyes. So I'm looking up at the top at uh, Kevin Durant and Paul George. Now, the thing that's going to probably sway me one way or another just you know we got a little bit of time here today so I'll throw a little a little bit of a a teaching point in here on how I look at it um in a tournament I think I'd rather go Durant over Paul George they they both have really good matchups you know Denver and Phoenix are two 
high-paced teams that don't play very good defense. Um, Durant's slightly more expensive than Paul George recently, uh, not by a, a wide margin. Durant has been, you know, a solid, like, 45 to 55 fantasy points every time he steps out there. Now, if I'm playing in cash games, which I will be playing in cash games on, on uh, Wednesday night, or th- Thursday, what, what day is it? Tuesday night slate, I'm sorry. Um, on a Tuesday night slate, if I'm playing in cash games, I feel like I'm going to have Russell Westbrook in my lineup. So just so I don't have too much exposure to a game that could turn into a blowout, I'll probably go Paul George and Cash because, like I said, to me, these two guys you know, are both in good spots, and I feel like they're both somewhat interchangeable. So in a tournament where I'm looking for that upside, I may go Kevin Durant, hoping that that game stays a little closer, maybe throw a guy or two from the Denver side onto it. And if that game does stay close, then you have Durant and Westbrook, and you can sit there and watch the two of them, you know, go absolutely off in a in a game that should see them score. You know, OKC is a high paced team already, and then playing Denver, who's another high paced team that plays no defense. I mean, we saw that last game between Indiana and Denver come to what was it, one twenty nine, one twenty six, or something like that. So I could see this game getting up into that same kind of stratosphere. So in a tournament, I think I'd rather go Durant if I if I'm using Westbrook. Um, for cash, I think I'll go Paul George so I don't have too much exposure to a game that could turn into a blowout. If you're not using Westbrook, though, I think Durant is the number one option here at small forward. But the point of it all being small forward, I feel like, is a position where I don't like a lot of the cheap options all that much. So I think it's a place where I can spend up here today, and that's probably the way I'm going to go. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely want to get some exposure to Paul George uh, there as well. Don't like uh, Gallinari as much uh, with Kevin Durant on the other on, on side of the ball there. Somebody I don't mind for GPPs is Shabazz Muhammad. Uh, they had a good stretch there last week where he paid off 7.1, 5.8, and 7.3 times his price tag, then sort of fell off production-wise. Uh, but the minutes have still been pretty consistent there. He had 33 minutes against OKC. That was a tough defensive matchup. And then this game against Phoenix, that got well out of hand. So he only, only played 25 minutes, but still managed to pay off almost 5 Five times his price tag in that spot there as well. So if you're looking for a cheaper option and you don't go with KD or Paul George, I'm okay with Shabazz Muhammad against New Orleans and Alonzo G defense, whoever's concerned about that. I don't know anybody who ever was, but it's not me. So mm-hmm. um, that's how I'm going to sort of play that little throw, throw yourself a little flyer out there if you don't want to go all the way up to the top. All right, power forward is up here. We got your boy um, Brow in there. He's, he's wanting to know if you're ready to play him in a cash game. And uh, Chris Bosch, Serge Ibaka, a couple other options here. Uh, how do you have this shaking out, Benny? Yeah, I mean, for those of you who listen to the podcast, you know what my New Year's resolution was, not playing Anthony Davis in cash. So I am not about to break that here. Now, again, another reason why I'm not as high on Davis as I am on Kevin Durant and Paul George is on these small slates, you know, you have limited options. So... When we looked at small forward, you know, I, I don't hate the Shabazz pick that you threw out there, but there are some cheap power forwards who I think are viable options that you can use here, whereas I didn't like the cheap small forward options as much. So that's kind of why I'm not as much on Anthony Davis here today, because if I can find the cheap option at power forward that I like, you know, and I can't find one at small forward, well, then that tells me at small forward I'm better off just paying up taking the safe 45 to 55 fantasy points I can get from a, you know, a Kevin Durant or maybe 40 to 50 fantasy points I can get from a Paul George, and then using the cheap guys at the other positions where I feel more comfortable. So some of those guys that I'm looking at here, um, Markeith Morris is 
out of the doghouse, I'm assuming. Uh, played 26, 22, and 33 minutes in the last three games. Um, put up about 30 fantasy points on average in each one of them and is doing it at, you know, he's 4,400 as of the last game. He'll probably go up maybe 46 or 4,800 here. So I still think that's pretty cheap, very viable option for you. Um, and again, if you can get a guy that cheap that's going to give you six or seven X return, you know, that's a guy that I want to roll. I don't see any of those guys at small forward. So I think that, you know, he, he's going to be the guy that I go with at power forward. I also don't hate if you're looking for a cheap option. Um, John Henson's been seeing seeing the court a little bit more for that Milwaukee team. He's put up uh, 6X and 8X in his last two. Had a bad game against Washington where he played 17 minutes, only had four points and two rebounds. But the game before that against Chicago, he put up uh, you know 25 fantasy points as well. So a guy that's below 4K that's going to get me like 23 to 30 fantasy points. You know that's basically six to seven X value. I think he could be a viable option as well. But I think, um, you know, Markeith is probably the safest guy with the safest minutes and, and the biggest upside, you know, as long as he's out of the doghouse. Because let's face it, it was never a matter of him not having the talent to put up those numbers. It was a matter of him not having the opportunity. <coughs> he well, got himself in a, you know, put it, in the doghouse. Put, put it a better way. It was a matter of him not being a knucklehead. Is what yes. it was. So, you know, like you don't get an opportunity when you're a dirtbag and you like throw towels at your coach and you pout about your brother getting traded and stuff like that. Let's just keep it real. All oh, right. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's not his fault. I'm just saying like, you know, for fantasy purposes, it's, you know, you're, you you're looking. Yeah, you, you need him to, to get the minutes if he gets the minutes. I mean, let's face it. Last year, he was like a borderline all star. The beginning of this year, he was their probably their best big man, definitely their best forward option that they had. And it's not like he still hasn't been. It's just he got himself in the doghouse. So now that he's getting the minutes back again, but he still has the price of the guy that was in the doghouse, this is when you want to use him until he gets back up to, you know, the 6 k or $6,500 range that he was when he was seeing the normal minutes that he gets earlier in the season. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. I just don't, like, I don't know. I I just, like, this is... To me, it's like I just—I don't know—it's sort of like sort of a disdain towards Mar- um, Marquise Morris because he doesn't really deserve to play. But if he is playing, I'm not going to create so much of a bias that I'm going to not use him in my uh, DFS lineups because that just would not be prudent when it's a smart thing to do. So yeah. you should definitely get some exposure to him uh, there as well. I'm going to take a look at uh, Chris like a Bosch here against the Milwaukee Bucks. Jabari Parker is not a power forward, like I've said this. Just like uh, Greg Monroe is not a center. And they continue mm-hmm. to play people out of position. They'd actually be probably better off playing Giannis Attentacupo at the four, but they're not. They're playing Jabari Parker. And this is a uh, spot if Chris Bosch chooses to where he could eat uh, Jabari Parker alive. If he's smart, he'd put him in the post, but, you know, uh, Chris Bosch is allergic to the post. Regardless of that, uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are seventh worst in terms of DVP at the power forward position, and Chris Bosch is going to be significantly cheaper than uh, Anthony Davis for sure. Yeah, 7800 and the pricing has been ho- holding at the 78-7900 range since uh, the, uh, January 6th of uh, this year. So if you want to uh, step down from Brow, at least in cash games or GPPs, uh, there's a good pivot for you if you have the, feel like you have the money to pay up for Markeith Mars. And I think that's sort of where I want to keep it at. I'm not really interested in uh, you know the 2002 uh, all-star team of Kevin Darnett, Amari Stoudemire there. Um I don't know who, who else do we got here. Um, does that do, Takemi Mutombo is he power forward eligible today on yeah. slate? Like I said, it's 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 kind of ugly, but I think there are 
you know, a couple cheap options with Marquise Morris being the standout for me, the guy that can really give you upside for for a tournament. So, you know, he's the guy that I'm paying up for because I think he's one of the best salary-saving options you have on this entire slate. All right, we are going to move on to center, but before we do that, we want to let you know, all you business out there uh, right now, if you need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy for you to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every single day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy worrying about the budget, scheduling appointments, or too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, time to put a bow on the show here, Benny, with your top options at the center position today. Yeah, I think the game that I like the most for centers is um, the Milwaukee and Miami game. You got Hassan Whiteside going up against Greg Monroe. Game? Now, you think this is the game? I think this is a game. You know, it's not practice. We're talking <laughs> practice, you know. So I think um, Whiteside is probably in a little bit of a better spot than Monroe. Their prices are about the same. Might only be a couple hundred bucks different, you know, when the, when the prices actually come out for this slate. But um, here's the way I look at it. Um, Monroe is a bad defensive player. He's also a little bit undersized and a, and a you know not much of a banger down low. So I think that Whiteside probably has the softer matchup. Whiteside is a guy we know gets a lot of block shots. You know, really good rebounder, plays some solid defense. So I think I like Whiteside's matchup against Monroe more than I like Monroe's matchup against Whiteside. So if I'm paying up for anybody, it's probably Whiteside. Um, the thing we like about him for fantasy is. You know, he gets you a lot of block shots. Every one of those block shots is worth two points for you. And, you know, he's a guy that's averaging around four of them a game. So he's getting you basically 10 fantasy points just on his block shots. He's also averaging over 10 rebounds. So he's getting you like another, you know, 13, 14 points with his rebounds. You know, so that gives you 22 right there just between what he does with the block shots and the rebounds. And then he adds in some points as well. So, you know, if he gets you double-digit points, he has been you know, getting the ball a little more often in the post with, uh, you know, Drogic out. He's a guy who they need to step up and score a little more. So I think he's safe for 35 to 40 fantasy points and, and probably one of the top options if you're willing to pay up. There's also a guy that I really, really like on the cheap side of it, and that's uh, Nikolai, uh, Nikola Djokic. Um, right now you have, God, who's the other one? Joseph Nurchik is uh, out for them as well. So um, Jokic has been Yusuf, playing. A, Yusuf. Yeah, whatever. You know, I, these guys need American names. We're going to call him Joseph right now because it makes it easier for me. Um, so anyway, so Jokic is, uh, you know, a guy who's been putting up pretty good numbers while he's been seeing those extra minutes. So he's playing like 20 to 25 minutes a game, putting up, uh, you know, 24 to 33 fantasy points. And he's doing it at 4,500. So he's given you five and a half to six X value. He's gone six and a half, five and a half, six point two, and seven point three times value in his last four games. So as long as he's seeing those extra minutes with you know th- them having such a thin front court, I think he's a viable option and, and someone that you can use as a salary saver. You know, you put him and Markeith Morris in your lineup, you're going to have the money left over to pay up for Westbrook and uh, you know either either a Durant or. Uh, 
you know, a Paul George or even a, you know, an Anthony Davis if you choose. Um, so that's probably the way I'm going to go. I'm either looking at Nurchik, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Jokic for cheap, or I'm going to spend up for Whiteside if I can afford to, you know, go up and pay up for the big guy up there. Everybody else on the list, I, I'm kind of off for for a little bit. All right. Um, you know what I love about you is I think that we're so in tune with like your level of analysis, and I know like about how long it's going to take for you to get through your center picks that I can <laughs> like mute my mic finish a, uh, like a handful of fries and a chicken finger and then turn on my mic before uh, by the time I'm done chewing and nobody knows the difference. So that's that's see, that's that's dirty pool right now because <laughs> you know we're doing this podcast at five thirty Eastern time right now and I'm starving. So keep talking about food and I'm just gonna get up and leave in the middle of this pretty soon. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was like, I, I need Benny to talk for about a minute, minute and a half so I can finish this chicken finger, and then we're good. All right, so um, really quickly, uh, I, what, what I'm rooting for is uh, Ian Mahi, 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 Mahi to miss one more game so we can get some more exposure to Miles Turner. Uh, Miles Turner turned the beat around uh, last, uh, last night and we got the start, played 28 and a half minutes, went for 13.6x and 42 fancy points, just made it rain. The funny thing, too, is he's actually a pretty good three-point shooter and scored 0-3, so did all his damage from inside the three-point line, 25-7 and seven with two blocks. Guys should have been starting all along in my mind, had a good preseason. They like Larry Bird or whoever it is, Rick, uh, it was not Rick Carlisle, who is, who's the coach over there now? Um, Ooh, I don't even know who the I forgot. It's, it's yeah. not Rick Carlisle. It's not, it's not Frank, uh, whatever, what the hell's his name? Vogel? Yeah, he's gone, right? Yeah, is it Vogel? I don't know. I think it might be uh, uh, Frank Vogel. Um, I'll look it up. I- either way, um, they should be starting him, but they're not. But they're not. So if they are forced to once again, then I definitely want some exposure, at least in GPPs, uh, uh, to uh, Miles Turner. So I'll I'll end with that. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show here with your cash game um, options. We don't have to spend forever on it. Maybe just a couple minutes on on if you got a small bankroll. I'm your little brother. I got fifty bucks. What's a great intro way to set up my role so I don't go busto and be like, well, what happened? You know, uh, I've been you know trying to play here on FanDuel DraftKings or Fancy Draft, and I just got worked. Uh, so, what do you do if you're to get started at, in terms of cash game selection on a short roll? Yeah, here's um, you know, kind of along the lines of, of how I play my bankroll, or at least how I played it when I was first building it. So, this will give you guys an idea of you know, a way that you can go about doing it. So let's say, you know, just to make it nice, easy round numbers, let's say you start off with $100. And it could be anything. It could be $50. It could be 100 It could be 1000 You know, it all works the same. I used to try to play a percentage of my bankroll. So let's say you're playing like maybe $10 a night. Um, what I would do is I would put, here. here's basically the way it breaks down. If you're playing in a GPP tournament, 20% of the field is going to cash. So you have to be one of the top one-fifth of rosters in order for you to get any money back. Now, in order for you to get that money back, if your roster falls between like the 11th and the 20th percentile, you're basically getting back double your money. So if you play in like a $3 single entry, because I would, I, if you're playing and you're only playing a little bit of money, it makes sense for you to stay in the single entry stuff. So look for the single entry tournaments, and, and that's the way that I would play it. So you don't have to worry about going up against guys that have 20 and 30 lineups and are covering their bases on a, on a bunch of different things. You know, start off in the single entry tournaments. And what you want to do is play, you know, one single entry tournament. So play a $3 one. So it's, you know, a small portion of that $10 a day that you're playing. Or play the dollar one, um, you know, the, the daily dollar single entry that they have. 
You don't want to play one $10 tournament every day because if you don't hit on any of them, you're going to wind up going bust. And even if you do hit for something, chances are you're probably only going to hit for double your money. So you get 20 bucks, and it just lets you play for an extra day. So you put that dollar or $3 in there. And then with the other 7 or $8 or $9 that you have of that $10 that you're playing, put it into single-entry 50-50s or single-entry double-ups. Because, like we said, with those tournament rosters, if you come 21st percentile to you know the end, you're not making any money. If you come 11th to 20th percentile, you basically only make double your money. Well, in a double-up or a 50-50, if you come anywhere in the top 45 to 50%, you're going to wind up getting the same double your money that you get with anything that you would do in a tournament between the 10th and the 20th percentile. So you're giving yourself more chances to make make some money and see yourself cash and, you know, build up your bankroll. Now the way I look at it is, you know, that's $7 if you put it all in 50/50s. If you hit on all those 50/50s, so if your lineup falls between the 21st and the 50th percentile, you're still going to make a profit of 3 or $4 on a day for the $10 that you invested, which, again, doesn't sound like a lot of money, but think about it in percentages of your bankroll. If you put in $10 and you make $3, that's a 30% return. So somebody who's playing $100 a day or $1,000 a day, that's making that same 25 to 30% return. Now you're talking $250, $300. So this is how you build your bankroll. What you do is you give yourself the opportunity that if your lineup comes in the top 50%, you're going to make, you know, 3 or $4 or, or a 25 35% return. And then also, if your lineup happens to do really well on the day, that one entry that you put in the single entry $3 GPP or the dollar GPP is going to wind up paying off, you know, maybe five or six or seven times the money that you put in there originally if you have a big day where that roster gets in the top five or 10% of the tournament. So you're putting up $10, you're giving yourself the potential to, you know, if you win the single entry tournament, you could still win a couple hundred dollars. So you're giving yourself that upside. But what you're really doing is capping your downside by, by having that money in those 50-50s. It allows you to stay in the game longer because... You don't win every day in Daily Fantasy. I think that's a misconception that some people have. Even the best players are still going to make a lineup every now and then where they just they, they were just wrong. You know, sometimes I'll target a game that I think is, you know, a game that should have a lot of points and it'll finish 84-82 for some reason. Or sometimes you take a superstar and he rolls his ankle in the first half and, you know, it really hurts your overall score because the rest of your roster might go off, but you might have a guy who's... Seven or eight thousand dollars that gets you ten or twelve points. The idea is to keep yourself in the game long enough until you do have that big score. And as long as you're doing the homework and putting the guys that have the you know highest likelihood of success into those rosters for yourself, eventually you will make one of those big scores where you take a five dollar entry and turn it into you know a hundred fifty or two hundred or a thousand dollars. And then at that point, if you keep playing that same, you know, 5% a day of your bankroll or 6% a day of your bankroll or 4%, 10%, whatever number or percentage of your bankroll you're comfortable with, well, once you have that hit for $1,000, if you started out with 100 now instead of playing $10 a day, now maybe you're playing 70 or $80 a day. So now when you have those wins, instead of winning, you know, 5 or 10 or 20 bucks at a time, now you're winning 50 80 150 bucks at a time. And then that just helps you keep building that bankroll and building that bankroll. Building a bankroll is not something that happens overnight. And 
being disciplined about it and managing your bankroll is what can keep you in this game long enough where you learn how to play. And then you feel comfortable, you know, as you're building that banker up, you feel comfortable stepping up and playing in the, you know, $27 crossover over on uh, DraftKings or the $25, you know, uh, slam over on FanDuel and putting maybe two or three entries into it. And you get more comfortable building the rosters. I mean, I've been playing daily fantasy basketball now. This is probably my, you know, I think three full seasons I have under my belt. This is probably like the fourth one. Until like the middle of last year, I didn't really feel like I really know what I'm doing or I really know how I want to attack rosters or how I want to go about and target games or look for players and all that stuff. You know, it takes a while. You really do have to put in the work if you want to get good at this. It's not something that, you know, you're just going to play for the first time and be like, well, I know basketball and I watch a lot of NBA. I'm going to clean up at, you know, Daily Fantasy. You know, you, you really got to learn the rules of the game and, uh, you know, the little tricks of the trade. And the only way to do that is by playing. You know, that's that's the only way you wind up getting better. So what I want people to understand is if you're smart about how you go about your bankroll management, I, I don't want people to keep going every day and taking another 20 or 50 or or $100 out of their PayPal account and putting it into their, you know, DraftKings or FanDuel account because then you're going to wind up being down a big bunch of money. Start out small. Have a plan, stick to that plan, and you know by the end of the season you'll see that you know you could grind out a nice little profit and, and make a little bit of money and build your bankroll a little bit bigger for you know the next season that comes, whether that be baseball if you're a baseball guy or you know just so you have that money sitting in the account to wait till next football season if you're not somebody that plays baseball. So that's how I went about building my bankroll over time, and I think that it's a good way to limit your downside and also give yourself the chance to have that upside that you can, uh, you know, make make a big score one of these days. All right, fair enough. Uh, that's great information. And that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for Tuesday. Don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Follow Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Uh, don't forget you can uh, get check out that 10-day free trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, back he- we'll be back here on Wednesday for another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. See ya. Thank you.